Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Precision Unloaded Podcast. This is the fourth time I have recorded this intro. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good, Graham. Good. You got it nailed. Fourth time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I made it less complicated. Um, so, yeah. so welcome back to all our faithful listeners. Um, this is episode 80 of the podcast. We've now been going for, I don't know, four years. When did we start this? 2020? No one knows. No Scholars one knows. have looked at it and they've not been able to work out. It's a, it's a long time ago. But we have yeah. recently, as of yesterday, surpassed 20,000 downloads, which doesn't sound like much in the modern age. But um, I know. For my, a- bot farm is, my bot farm that I set up to do it is doing well. That's good. Yeah. Um, a series of computers downloading and listening to the podcast over and over. Well, keep it up. <laughs> and Because um, that's how we get Jeff back as the... Um, the the podcast sponsor is with those big numbers. Yeah, no, no all jokes aside, he and- said, "If you do not reach twenty thousand, I'm out." So we've done it. <clears throat> anyway, all seriousness, twenty thousand downloads actually quite hard to do in the podcast world. Uh, to actually have, I think it's uh, I've read some stats to make myself feel better, and it's like the average podcast struggles to get thirty downloads, like per episode. And we're doing 150 to 300, depending. So maybe over a month. So it's it's, it's pretty good. Um, and it certainly justifies the $200 a year it costs to host the podcast um, when we actually get some people listening to it. So anyway. That's move- right. Je- Je- Jeff covers that. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> um, so moving on. This is, as I mentioned, episode 80. And we are going to talk about... Uh, the Spark 22 season final, which was held about a month ago, just over a month ago. <clears throat> so, Mark, heading into the final, what what were your expectations for your performance? Heading into the final? Yeah. Uh, I was sitting in 14th, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my main mission was due to my team place being in peril with Carl, was hopefully beating Carl to give myself some hope of being reselected in 2024. Who would Carl drop you for? Uh, Anybody? An inanimate object, a plank of wood. Uh, Uh, All of these things would would do better. Shooting two guns at once himself. Yes, uh, <laughs> just putting a moustache on and going, or an old beard, and saying, Mark, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> and acting like an old boomer. And people go, oh, yeah, it's, it's Carl's team. So, yeah. Okay, so your your goal was to beat your teammate, fellow yep. ma- fellow mag dump connoisseur, Carl, yep. who's, who's an interpreter. And at Tirada yeah, in the past, I thought I'd, I was aiming probably to get somewhere between four and about into, in, into the top 10 and maybe as high as fourth or something if I was lucky. But yeah, so I was, yeah, if I had a good day. And overall, I was happy the way I shot uh, in general, but had some good, particularly towards the end of the day, did pretty well. So yeah. What about yourself, Graham? What were you uh, thinking going in there? You were. Probably well. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, I was on a, a high box seat. Yes. <laughs> so we. Uh, it's not what the podcast is about, but we'd had the teams match the day. You found some myth. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Some World War Two German uh, uh, awake pills. No. Um. The day before we had the teams match. Pervitin. Uh, and yes, Pervitin. Um. Yep. And teams match went really well. Like I, 
it was uh, the hardest wind I'd ever shot a twenty two in in my life. Um, yeah, it was windy. Now, but this this episode isn't about the teams match. We're going to do something else with with Simon yep. later on about that. But yeah, so but I sh- I sh- I wasn't shooting the short stuff. I was I was the long gunner or the precision shooter, whatever whatever you want to call it. And I shot good, and I was thinking. And the voodoo ran near flawlessly, essentially flawlessly. And I thought, shit, if I can, if I can do this tomorrow, no one's got a chance of beating me. And I didn't, but but that's that's fine. But the the wind definitely. So going into the weekend, it was it was windy, and I wouldn't say it was the windiest match we've ever shot. Usually, like Jeff gets some pretty windy um, conditions, but the wind there's generally one direction, and it's reasonably constant. The wind where we were was um, turning and twisting and following up gullies and guts, and um, it was hard to get a read on. Like it wasn't a consistent wind. You, you'd have sometimes, even though it didn't seem realistic, you'd be holding off the opposite sides of plate where to what you'd think the wind was, and half a hundred things like that to deal with. So it calmed down a bit for the second day, which was nice, but it was still challenging. But um, yeah, so so my essentially my goal going in was to shoot like I had the day before, uh, win the season final, win the series, and um, take home all the glory. But uh, <laughs> it's been a month, so people probably realise that didn't happen. But anyhow, um, yeah, that that was the goal going in. And but also yeah. probably what I should say uh, on the Sunday, I had um, uh, the squad I was with. Uh, all new shooters, essentially. A uh, couple of them had done a few matches before, but but new shooters, they were shooting hard to class. So, but I was friends with them all, so that made for a. Um, I was looking forward to shooting with my friends. Is what I'm getting at there, and catching up with a few people. So, yeah. So you had all new shooters, and they were distracted you and annoying for most of the day. Well, <laughs> no, not at all. So my friend, oh, okay. my friend Cat was in the squad, and um, due to her career and such. She essentially took over running the squad, which is nice, um, with, with with sort of what she does for a job and stuff. So um, she's keeping us moving and um, keeping on top of scorekeeping. And um, yeah. obviously, we're all sharing the, the duties. But yeah, it was it, it was not a, having a squad of new shooters did not uh, cost me points. I wouldn't say um, no, no, not at all. You you could you could somewhat argue like being out of watch. Uh, Someone else in the same division as you shoot would be an advantage, but I don't think it mattered. Um, yeah. Yeah. So going into the season final, you said you were sitting in, would you say you were? Before we started? 14th. 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 Okay. So you had a bit of time to climb up. I was sitting in fourth. Um, it's, and essentially, it was um, Tom wasn't there. So between Nick, Wilkie, and myself, it was essentially whoever won. Essentially, took yeah. out, took out. The Tom sp- had that uncontroversial suspension, so he couldn't go to the final. Yeah, I heard he got locked up in a jail in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, he didn't follow the no touch rules, so he had to sit it out. Yeah, God, yeah. Um, but no, and um, so so we were all um tra- trying. Anyway, to, to team Gunracks looking for a new shooter. That's all I heard. <laughs> we- oh, you're not on that team anymore. You got dropped, didn't you? That's right. Well, <laughs> no, I haven't been told, so I'll. I'll just- I'll claim it as maybe, maybe still there. Yeah, no. Um, 
but anyway, so that this being the season final, we also had a bunch of awesome sponsors that will go over at the end of the podcast, stuff like that. So there's also yep. a, a very, very good prize table, um, about $20,000 worth of prizes all drawn to pretty cool. Um, so it was, it was a big 22 event, um, which was uh, pretty awesome. So um, everyone was pretty amped. And now um, Simon was match director, match designer, match director for this event. Um, so the so the sort of course was spread over about a kilometre um, up to yeah. a new part of the property where we don't generally shoot. It's it's essentially downrange of the centre fire. Um, yeah, we shoot at it. Yeah, but with the centre fires, but with the rim fires, obviously it uh, works a bit differently. So um, and then shooting sort of up, up mostly one side of a gully and, and some on the other side. So that that worked out pretty cool. Bunch of new positions. Uh, that we hadn't used, and also once you got right up to the back end of the um, the valley, there was a big uh, supplementary valley that headed off to the left that was quite wild and um, out of place on this farm, to be honest, and um, made for quite challenging wind and and everything. So that was cool, and we also had targets out to two hundred and fifty meters. So what it normally is at a spark match, a, a, a non-final essentially, it's Max distance is 200 metres for uh, for open uh, rifleman, rather, and then a max 100 for hunter. But at the, at the final, we, we opened that up just a little bit. Um, so that was cool. That, that made for some good opportunities there for some longer shooting. Actually, I think stage one went out to maybe 2.30 as well. So, um, Yeah, the last target. Yeah, I didn't get to that target. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, so, so it was two, good. Two people did. It was a good mix of um, so. So the idea behind this the the season final is to sort of take um, uh, sort of snippets from the the previous um, six matches, and then sort of you know a bit from here, a bit from here, and obviously it's got to work with the venue. But <clears throat> and, and then you sort of mix that through. So you, you try not make it. It's just oh, you're just shooting off props. You know, put your bag on the prop, shoot. Then you go to the next stage, and it's a barrel. Put your bag on the barrel, shoot. Not that kind of thing. So. Different styles for the match, so like there was, uh, especially the shorter range stages. Um, uh, one shooter in our squad had a semi automatic, and man, they ripped through those stages just smoking hot, you know. And then, um, some of the more precise stuff, the bolt guns come in, <coughs> bolt guns rather come into play. So, there was a good mix of skills, and um, that's the idea anyway. So, it's, it's a little bit from each of the each of them, uh, series matches uh, combines to make the final. Um, well, okay, Mark. What would you say? So, twelve stages spread across the the property. There, you were running your ten twenty two, correct? Yeah, old faithful. Some would call it. So, uh, I think you've shot the whole season with it. Um, not so yes, long. yeah, yeah. You have. So, yep. what would I'm gonna I'm gonna guess? But I'm, what would your favourite sort of stage have been? Some of the closer range, fast stuff, or the longer range? Uh, yeah, my favourite stage was actually the longer ones at the end, so for stages 9 through to 12, um, and the Learn Your Limits was probably my best stage, um, which I top scored, equal top scored on, so that had a, a rack down about 50 metres, and then a, a, a longer rack up at um, quite a bit further out, can't remember how far, if you can remember. Uh, I think it was about 180 meters or something. Yeah, or maybe 100. So you basically had to shoot at one, and then up to the up to the top, then down to the bottom, up to the top. So the short rack, long rack, short rack, like yeah, long rack, 
so uh, yeah, I just did really well on that. Um, didn't have an issue. The bottom, the small rack and, and the closer one, uh, it was it had a, a bank as a backdrop, but the bank was further over the other side of the gully, so it was like way back. So you couldn't really get no feedback from that bank if you missed, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. you basically, yeah. So no, I was just on, and I got, I think I got through to, and it was on. You were shooting off a track, which meant you were um you had to, you had to bipod up high to get the top targets, the long ones, and then you had to basically be pointing downhill to get your short rack. So basically, I just kept sliding forward and back, and that gave me enough height to get up to the top targets. And I basically just couldn't run a bag under the back to get there enough elevation. So it was quite a tricky stage, but um, yeah, no, I just did it well from a plan perspective, and yeah, got to the last one point one shot away from the last target, or one. I think I timed out maybe. Um, so that was yeah, no, it was a good stage. Uh, and then also the next one, which was Positional Nightmare, stage 11. And uh, I got 27-odd points on that, and I can't quite remember how it even went as a stage. And um, what was 11? That's the one where yeah. you shot the, there's a close target, there's five targets, a big and a small, at like 60, a long one, at like 80, and a short one. So... I think it's sitting, kneeling, prone, uh, and unsupported. Positional, yeah. yeah. So, and standing, yeah. 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 Five yeah. positions, five targets, yep. Yeah. So once again, I was on a a bit of a roll then in terms of doing all right on stages, so that was that was my other favourite one. Um, speedy possums, everyone did pretty good on that, so I think everyone's getting used to that stage now, stage number two. So basically we got... Targets at 12 and 17 metres and one at basically 25. And it's a bit dark, so you need to make sure you got either a good clear scope or batteries in your uh, illumination type of thing. So I um, I, <laughs> I got to that stage and then I thought, man, I wonder if I've got illumination batteries in the scope. And Again? I did, uh, I didn't, you've done this was, before. I've done it heaps of times. So to the yeah. point, I've gone and bought... Um, several, is it CR123s? Whatever the battery is, standard scope battery. I'll put them in my shooting pack, brand new. So whenever we go into an area that's dark and I go, shit, has this got a dead battery? I can put a new one in because um, I essentially couldn't see, I could see the thick part of my scope, but I couldn't see any of the crosshair. So I was just putting the targets in the center of the, um, uh, the, the, the sight picture essentially. Yeah, and yes, I have buggered that up in the past and not learnt my lesson. So now that yeah, that was my other good stage. Um, in terms of poor stages, if I'll go there now, I suppose uh, the trip line. I thought I was on, but then not. <laughs> so this shows that well, the limitation of my um, using my BDX scope. So I think it had how many tanks did it have? Oh, heaps. Um, and so I could only fit eight in my thing. So basically, all the short targets I just held, as in terms of um, didn't have a, and then all the longer targets I put in distances for, but I didn't have enough holdover dots to do all the long targets. So I had to bracket some. So and 
and then it ultimately meant that I got lost. Uh, once I got mid-range, I was probably holding on the wrong wrong dot for that target type of thing. So it meant I just got stuck somewhere in the middle and and duffed out. Yeah, that was then, stage twelve. That's no, stage one. Oh, one, the trip sorry. line. Yeah, the Apology. trip line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, obviously, uh, Anthony was in my squad, and he cleared it. I think he did it after me or before me. Oh, yeah. So, and if I hadn't have, yeah, it, it was it was a, given the weather at that time of day and the wind, it was a you know a doable stage, and I sort of just majorly just got lost and couldn't yeah get any further out, and I should should have. Probably a stage where, although a lot of people didn't score ultra high on it, um, although yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was me. Um, a lot of the other stages just fair to middling, so that reflected in my score. But um, as I said, I I felt the squad we had, we had some pretty good. I thought my stage planning was better because you got basically to people to soundboard or you know and see what other people are doing and um often I get put off a bit when there's someone you know really good in the squad I, well that's my perception but I think this time it wasn't I didn't really let it affect me too much yeah do you know what I'm saying yeah um, yeah yeah so it, it didn't it actually probably helped a bit um in terms of just you're seeing what's possible on the stage because some of them are not you know some of the stages you can see the scores aren't overly high for for anyone, um, which sort of gave you some hope um, that it wasn't that hard, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, that it was more difficult than you probably would have thought. It's like one of those ones where you clear clean a stage and you're happy, and then you realise everyone else did too. So. <laughs> well, I'm great. No, no, everyone. Oh no, everyone's. Uh, it's an easy stage. That Damn was, it! That was stage uh, eight at um, Barren Earth. Remember, you're like, yeah, I smashed that unsupported stage, and I was like, <laughs> everyone did, Mark. I, I made it too easy to. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, even like people who hate unsupported are like, yeah, that was easy. I did that in no time. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you're doing it all standing next year. Yeah. yeah, so in the final, there was probably only a few stages that were, you consider everyone scored highly. I mean, um, one of the, yeah, obviously Speedy Possums I mentioned, the shorter stage. I think people have, uh, well, that's something they've got better at doing, I suppose, would be one thing. Yeah, because it's, it's a stage that's um, had commonality for a while. Yeah. Um, what about yourself, Graham? What was your... Best stage and or best stages that you felt you did well on, and um, what what challenged you apart from uh, extraction? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as you mentioned, I had um, uh, my extraction issue reared its head again, um, leaving sort of fired cases in the chamber and the bolt won't lift them out, so you got to <clears throat> pry them out. Um, I had about 12 or 15, which you have a tool for, I have a tool for, but it's still um. Not yeah. ideal. It's not so great. We're working I remember it from that. yeah Tokoroa many years ago. It's um yeah yeah you had it back then yeah so it's it's at a single shot yeah it's it's frustrating um like you say uh, I could we we just talked about stage one the troop line um, yeah the wind was pretty consistent there on that part of the range um definitely nothing challenging in my opinion and I got like ten points 
you know, out of 23. Um, I got, I had two jams and, um, and then I got out of order and had to get back in order and stuff like that. And so, and then I like missed a bunch of stupid ones. I got frustrated. Um, so the, 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 extra, uh, the extraction thing really, um, probably half my stages I was sort of lost. Anyway, that, that dampened things a bit, but it didn't matter. It was fun. Um, and having having good squad helps so you don't get too down in the dumps when you got mechanicals. Um, but best stage, oh, there's the sort of, um, was it stage six? It was a the sort of pile of tyres type thing. Uh, what I'll say here is I watched a bunch of shooters in the previous squad. We sort of, we backed up to them. I watched them shoot it and shoot it, not poorly, but averagely. And then I thought, yeah, I'm not going to do it like they did it. And then I cleaned it because <laughs> I sort of watched what they did. Um, and they, yeah, I would have done the same of them as them if I hadn't have um, been able to watch three or four of them, essentially. Not mess it up, but just um, not complete it. Um, so that was my best one. <clears throat> that was that went through pretty easy. Uh, I think I was one of the few people to, me and Collie got that one. And then, uh, what else? Um, stage nine. What did we do on stage nine? Well, you top scored it. So. I'm trying to remember what the stage was, man. B E orders important. I don't remember what that place that was. <laughs> oh well, uh, good no, effort, no, Graham. Well no, done on that. No, I know what it is. It is the Dunnage Wall with three targets. So it's a it's a wall with a heap of loopholes through it, and there's three little targets at like fifty, seventy, and hundred meters, something. And they're ah, yes, yep, long strip type targets, and they are. Not very hard when it's not windy, but it was windy, so that made it hard. But there was a specific order, so you'd shoot like near, near, far, middle, and then middle, near, far, blah, 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 whatever, from the different, um, in a certain order. And um, that was a tricky stage. Um, actually, that was my first stage of the day, second stage of the day, and that went pretty well. Well, 18 out of um, 24. 24, possible, and, and yeah. It turns out it was... Um, Pretty good, actually. Um, and how many of you guys? Yeah, so that that was I quite like that stage. It was co- it was very complex though, very complex, a lot of movement, and the w- so that sort of that stage um, uh, harkens back to Barren Earth. We ran a uh, slightly harder version of that. The prop was slightly harder. Barren Earth. Had a lot of complaints about it. The one, the one you couldn't fit a gun through. Yes, no, you yes. could fit. You could fit the gun through. You just couldn't. Oh, you no, just couldn't course, put yeah. an eight-pound game changer in it. And um, yeah, so that that's from that match, and that so that was hard, but it was fun. Just mostly the wind. The, the remembering the order is not that bad. You just write a list on your data card, but um, it's just the wind and those little skitty targets makes it um difficult to sort of. You know, and because you're not re-engaging it, you've got to move on. So you, it's not as if you could like watch it go. Oh, yeah, I was just off right edge, correct, and re-engage. So yeah, that, that, uh, as for my favourite stage, ooh, I've always liked the stumped one, the speedy possums. I think they're cool. Um, I didn't like the learn your limits one purely because I shot it really bad. <laughs> so I'd, I'd actually probably put that as one of my worst stages. Was the um, yeah, I, s- I was looking at that and. Um- was going to ask, but then I thought maybe not. So, so I, 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 sh- I watched it and I thought I was looking at the position and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, the angle change is big. 
and my bipod uh even though it's hd50 it doesn't give me quite enough elevation so i thought oh i'll just really quickly deploy a low tripod and then i'll just pivot you know close far close far on the tripod from a sitting position yeah boom get down tripod fast as like fuck yeah this is gonna be awesome i'm gonna crush this and then i i think i get to like my third target or whatever it works out on points on the long rack can't hit it can't hit (laughs) i can't hit anything i just i just didn't hit it yeah i just was like shoot 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 shoot. nothing i think i had a couple of jams but it wasn't the jams it was the um i just didn't know i was trying i was bracketing left right and yeah nothing um yeah i just so you just got just got lost on that target and then yeah yeah but it wasn't getting no feedback yeah no feedback but it wasn't a small target either it was windy but it wasn't that bad yeah yeah and um yeah, it just it just um, cut my lunch to be honest. Because how many points did I get on that? Ten. Ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, in reality, you know, that sh- sh- should have been a few more points. But um, I I don't have a reason why I missed that target so many times. Like to the point, I actually bracketed it and hit the previous target. So the wrong target, and squad's like impact, and I'm like, no, was <laughs> it was not that was not correct. And so I was like, well, at least I've got a wind hold here. Yeah. But I apply that wind hold and then still didn't hit it. So, so um, yeah. It, yeah, it was- for memory, that, that long rack, you basically had to keep hitting it to know, uh, to get an under, yeah. If you started missing, it wasn't good. But you know what I mean? That um, As long as you were, yeah. I, I remember I rattled through it. I don't think I had any, any many issues. I probably missed the bottom rack more than the top one. Yeah. Which is, I didn't worry. I was thinking I was just, had plenty of rounds up my sleeve. I think it was unlimited. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So by rights, I should have been out of, of you know, two, three shots, even as real windy, get a hit, get a hit, move on. Yeah. Just didn't happen. Um, it's one of those ones, yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and, and I, I don't like walking away from a stage going, shit, happen. normally, you know, go, oh, I did this wrong, I did my data wrong, I did this wrong, whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't know. Maybe, I don't I just didn't know. But that was frustrating not knowing what was um, the problem, you know, because you, you you can't sort of remedy it going forward. Um, but, yeah, but so that was probably my worst um, stage of the day. Maybe not. It was points-wise. And then, obviously, <clears throat> I mentioned um, stage one, trip line. Um, I bombed out on that. So they were um, some relatively easy points down the drain. Um you know, mechanical and then just um, not being very good at wind or spotting or something. Um, yeah, you beat me by 23, so can't be doing that bad. <laughs> I have some okay stages. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that the, the day was plagued for me with the um, the extraction issues. Um, uh, yeah, I had a couple that didn't extract overly quick as well, you know. Um, sometimes they'll pop out pretty fast for the little tool. And I've, um, but yeah, so um, hopefully that's something we can remedy next year because it's, it's. I mean, that being said, the top six were pr- pretty damn close. So you look at the points for the final, yeah. From uh, second down to sixth, it was two points, two points, two points, two points, you know, two yeah. hits, but, or yeah, a hit. <clears throat> uh, or two. A, hit a hit or less. Yeah. Because the points were from two to four points. So yeah. 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 Yeah, so yeah, exactly. 
Um, so that's the thing, though. Like you say, like, okay, I'm saying, okay, I had a shit stage here and a shit stage here. And then I look at Anthony and yeah. he's got a 12 and a 5. You know, so it's the, yeah. same, it's the same thing for everybody. We've all had yeah. um, Everyone's had mares all day. And, <clears throat> and then also the wind was difficult too. It wasn't um, – like if you took the wind out of that match, it would have been um, shit significantly high scores. So, um, yeah. Not that they were low. No, 77 down to – you know, you hit seventy percent at about seventh. So certainly people were Yeah, I was seventy four percent. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. But um I would say it was a good um was there much unsupported? There's a bit. There was a the full unsupported stage where you to hit five targets. That was cool. I like that one. Was that oh, I'm trying to think of the name that stage this be stage six, wouldn't it? No. Which one was that one? Five. Move and shoot? No. No. Yeah, yeah, it was. Right. It was move and shoot. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool stage. It was um oh, I liked it. That was fun. Uh, I I timed out. It was it was sort of if you had a semi, you were sort of at a huge advantage there. I think in fact Carl did the best on that. There's some movement involved, so you're obviously too old, so you didn't do you did okay. Um yeah. Oh yes! As I slag you off, I only got one more hit than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was a fun stage. Um, yeah, I, I like the fart that fast shooting. So with the bolt gun, with that fast big target stuff, you've got to make a like it was essentially a perfect shot and not miss to um, yeah not run out of time. Whereas the semis can just sort of black two or three rounds and yeah, it's not a big concern. Um, yeah. So more importantly, Mark. Who won for the the season final? Who won the most rounds fired? Well, uh, it's it's a coveted award, as I've mentioned in the past. And some um, would say it's one of the harder achievements. Yeah, it's certainly difficult with a bolt action, um, and it's, uh, never be surpassed. Two hundred and seventy-four points. I think that was myself. Um, oh, did you? You won the the most round sorry, shots. Shots. Seventy-four points. Shots. <laughs> yeah. So close though. Uh, teammate Carl was uh, right there on two hundred and seventy. So um, damn close. And yeah. then uh, Jordan <laughs> on two fifty-nine. Uh, I was third. So all three semis, and Jordan finishing fourth. So he was the top. Semi-auto finisher on the day. I was second, and I think that means myself and then Carl would have been second and third and if there was a semi-auto class, as I always make up classes. But, um, yeah, it wasn't probably as big a difference because, I mean, the t- you know, your, your bolt actions were 206, 220, yeah, sort of range for shots fired. So I, I've seen I've seen worse in terms of was two um, was two twenty nine, yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not I, I've I've seen matches where it's you know the semis have been I don't know a hundred and something rounds ahead of bolt actions. I'd so. warrant a guess about um, thirty of those were that lunar limit stage for me. <laughs> it's just <laughs> bang 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 bang. <laughs> I've actually I've had that conversation with people before, like because shooters and they're going. They're going, yeah, you beat me, but I fired less rounds. And I'm like, so? And they're like, but why'd you fire so many rounds? I was like, because I was trying to get hits. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if, if, if you're allowed to shoot the rounds, why would you not keep shooting? 
you know, like if you've still got time and you've got ammo, keep trying to hit the target. Yeah. And they go, oh, I guess. And it's like, well, yeah, who, who fucking- the, the rounds fired only matters as a, as a to divide between um, ties and um, points. So, if, <laughs> if it gets you a point, it gets you a point, you know, um, or yeah. four or whatever, depends what target is. So, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a firm believer in um, just rip shots down range if you got them. If, you know, bracket the wind, figure it out. Yeah. And go for it. Um, yeah. It becomes yeah. meaningful if you've got a system where you're firing 10 shots and it's 10 hits or so then your shots fired is almost going to match your hits and becomes, you know, yeah. But other than that. Well, yeah, if, 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 if whatever um, type of shooting you're in is a 1.1 hit, yeah. No re-engagements, and it doesn't matter because you can't really change it, can you? But, no. Uh, unless you don't, you have a malfunction and don't shoot. So um, yeah, but yeah, but but because we don't use those rules, it's um no no, it's I guess yeah. Put it this well, I mean, set of fire they have and like the gas gun class or semi autos, um, but they're obviously at a just you know the way they're constructed, they're at a disadvantage to a bolt gun in terms of accuracy and all that sort of thing. So it's all widely widely known. So in our Spark series here, the, the semis are um, are popular, not overly, but you know it's still something we accommodate. And the scoring system in some matches does make that a challenge either way. So yeah, well, like we've talked about, we, we have matches that are tailored to the semis, not undoable. Yeah. Um, we, no. I mean, we could do some things to improve that certainly, but it's um. Why not? You know, people have got the guns, and we want them to come and compete. They've got the rifle, so um, yeah. And it's fun. I love doing it. Like going into twenty twenty four, I'm going to try to half the rounds I compete in with the semi, and I'll run the the bolt gun in the other half, D- depending on the match. Like if it's a small target prop style match, um, I'll run the voodoo, right? But if it's a, a faster paced, um, I'll run the the taxol. So, um, well, that's a good segue, Graham, into uh, next year. In terms of gear or anything, so I, I think I'm sort of in a similar vein. I'll probably sorry, sorry. As the question, what would you going into next year? What would you change um, equipment? No, wise? not about change. It's what you are thinking of doing uh, for your own gear next year, or what's you know. I think for yeah, for example, for me, um, that match, the final was the first time I've actually probably used the tripod well that I've got. Um, and it actually came to its own because the rifle's not so heavy. It works well on that tripod, the trigger stick one, uh, the large trigger stick, not the other one. So that's given me some confidence to use that next year. But then, like you say, I'm looking at the matches and I'd probably shoot a semi on some and probably a bolt action on others. So that's another thing I'll probably look at doing. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, yourself um so I've, I, I recently i've i've uh, as for the bolt gun i'll be running the voodoo again um but i'll i'll likely be running it somewhat in the chassis so a mpa ba comp chassis i've been playing with that recently it's, it's quite nice you had to play with it the other day um it sits in there pretty well and um it's, it's it's pretty good, so I'll probably be playing with that a bit. Um, so rather than the stock, um, 
Uh, as for bags and all that, they'll be the same. <clears throat> uh, might play. I've got a um, a Delta. Uh, what are they? A two point five to twenty three. What's the scope mark? It's a yeah Delta Striker by forty four. It's like the compact one. It's nice, man. I've got one of those to play with, so I might see if I can borrow that for a bit extra because it's nice and small and um, so it's not too heavy. Three and a half to 21. Yeah. Three and a half to 21. It's a, it's good. Like I've only, I've only put like what, four and around 22 underneath it, but um, might play around with that um, on the gun. Um, our parallax comes back real close to it, which is nice, which we just had to talk about offline, parallaxes and such. And then the Taxol, to be honest, I might even run that same scope on the Taxol or I might run the Striker on the Voodoo and then the, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so, and then the Taxol, similar. Um, yeah, I'll probably run the Voodoo with no suppressor, at least for a little while, which is a change, which Simon won't approve of, but <clears throat> just playing around with some different ammos and stuff and it doesn't seem to like the suppressor. So, um, yeah, so as no, for that. I'm not. I'm not running any, so I still, yeah. Actually, do you want, I have another 22 muzzle brake. Do you want one? <laughs> no. <laughs> the other gun is, hasn't got a, I don't need to run a brake on it, I don't think, really, to be fair. So you're, so you're going to, you're saying, sorry, this season you shot all semi, you're going to shoot some bolt gun next year. What is the bolt gun you're going to use? Uh, it's a Victrix um, Venus small bore. So... So people may have played with it at the final finale. Fancy so, bulk gun, eh? Yes. Full size too, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, partly got it because it will function as a, a training rifle because it's similar size and weight to a centerfire comp gun. So it allows me to do prop-based training and stuff without the cost, I suppose. Um. Yeah. So far, it's I do like it. So, what scope you put on that? Uh, I did put the the K five two five I Carlos on it, the DLR. Um, and then I it was I swapped it over to a Zeiss Z five S five, the yeah five to twenty five one, and that seems probably the best choice. And I'll leave it on it because it's got a huge amount of dial. For, for range, so I can shoot it well past 400, dialing it up. So that's, which is not required, but um, yeah. And it's a, you know, very nice glass. Obviously, I think you've had a look through it the other day and um, thought it was probably, or well, the parallax is not super low, but it seems to be not a problem. So I, I was cautious on the, the Z5. Well, I played with one. And- S5, yeah. Sorry, S5. I played with one Aussie just off, you know, just holding it, not on a rifle. Yeah. And I, was, and I was sort of, the rep was there, was talking about it. And I thought, ah, oh, I don't know if it'll work for him fire that well. Anyway, fast forward, you end up with one. It's on the gun. It's good. Um, parallax seems fine. Like, I'm talking, um, <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm wiggling my head around looking for parallax shift and um, stuff people pretend they know about. I'm just talking about, <laughs> well, can I focus? Oh, you know, it's, it's shooting guns. Yeah. Everyone no, likes no, big yeah. words. Yeah. Um, can I focus on this close target and can I hit it? Yes. Is uh, it landing? That's it. That's what I need. Uh, there's a lot of chromatic aberration oh, there, Graham. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, I don't. I was worried about that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and anyway, and then um, I was a bit. I I don't. Glass is nice. Reticle's nice. I'll say that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of little things when you dial the turret. Uh, when you dial, um, you know, it'll be on, say, one mil and you want to go to two mil. So every point one is like a, 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 a mild click and then every full milliradian, it's got a different click. It sounds, it's hard to explain and it sounds odd, but it is nice. So you can turn... It's a heavier click, yeah. Yeah, so you can turn your turret and you can know when you go past a full mil or the yep. next full mil. So... To the point, Mark and I were the, the rifle set up on a bag, pointing down range, and we were manipulating the turret without looking at it. And then I would tell Mark where I dialed to, yeah, and he'd confirm it. And it wasn't like we're going point three, yeah. you know. It'd be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm nine point seven, yeah, and yep, and we never got it wrong. So that was cool as a feature. Like, um, I don't know what you'd name, <laughs> need that feature for in normal comp shooting, but I really liked that. I just thought it was a cool touch. Uh, I'm a fan of parallaxes having um, uh, meter markings on them. This didn't. You'd get used to that. That's fine. Some people don't care about that. Um, that's my only complaint is that it doesn't have the, the parallax writing and people again will moan, well, it's only an indication. I just like it because if I'm shooting a 400 yeah. and 600 meter stage, I'll set mine to 500 and leave it. It's got lockable windage so it pops out and air back in again so you can adjust it and lock it so you yeah. don't knock it. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's it's the turrets are bigger than they need to be, but does that matter? Probably not. <laughs> no, um, I think that's just getting in on the end of that sort of massive turret era that we yeah. used to be in. It caught me straight away because it's twelve um, mils per rotation. Oh, okay. I don't like that. I remember talking yeah. about that. that. That to me is it doesn't actually matter because out. Okay, we're talking rimfire here. Yeah, two hundred meters is like what seven mil or something. So yeah, it doesn't going to go past. No, you're not going to. Yeah, yeah. So for the application, it doesn't matter. Uh, a centerfire match. What do we do? Mostly up to 1,200 meters, uh, which is going to be what's that? 14 mil. I don't know what it is. A, a thousand meters or six five is like 10 mil, right? So it, it doesn't really yeah. matter. I just think I like solid a, a 10 mil rotation. So two minor things, I'd say. Um, but hey, I walked away from that that scope uh, with a far better impression than I'd sort of expected to to get from it. So I agreed with you that it should stay on the gun. I think it's a, the setup's perfect. You've got nice um, nice rings on it, um, nice yeah. scope, nice gun. Um, yeah, no complaints. It's cool. It's going to be a cool setup for next year. Um, full ARCA, all the standard things you'd expect, especially for a high-end gun. Um, nice trigger. Yeah, I've come to really, I've come to appreciate ARCA, full ARCA now. Like, it is so easy to drop the bipod put it back on you know type of stuff just stuff that you'd with a um a pick rail underneath you don't probably appreciate that it is a lot easier to drop it on and off just makes things a little bit quicker yeah yeah and just to slide it, slide it right back even like the people who run like a no you don't see it much anymore but a full length of pick under the bottom yeah uh, there's, there's several okay people people like what they like but Having a flatter forend in our game is a, that's a pro. You'll sit on your bag easier. You have more stability when taking a shot from a, um, a, a positional supported positional shot. So having a flatter forend is nice. If you've got arc, if you've got pick the whole way down, it's gonna um, it's gonna sort of fight that. Um, 
arc is flat, so it goes all the way down. It's nice. Uh, I don't often bring my bipod back to the magwell. Um, I don't shoot um, off props with a bipod often. I'll just put a bag down. Um, but when you do need to make your bipod higher, you can slide your bipod right back to the rear towards the magwell, and um, that'll lift the muzzle up higher. So that's an advantage. So, I mean, we're not going to convince people that arc is the new thing and they have to try it. I think that's <laughs> that happened about five years ago, but um, it's definitely weird not to have it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So, slight side question then. So, bipods next year. What do you think? Because I. The issue I've faced this year is um, not enough height, so I think I might have to go back to the um, Skypod as an option. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just carry two, but do uh, you know? What I, I mean, we've seen the um, the old Harris's work well on narrow props, which is quite cool. Um, so same issue as you. I've had um, several occurrences where I haven't had enough height. Um, yeah. So you and I both run the HD50 Architect. Um, yeah. I was looking, um, is it the LR-10 Architect? I should know this. Um, it gives you like 16 inches of vertical. Is there a longer one? It's not a wide one, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's, yep. um, it's, it's like a big, yeah, more of a similar to the... Um, Remember my, I've got an S5, you know, the Accutech S5, yep. like that, but a bit better. Um, so 16 inches, that's like, what, 400 millimetres? So yeah, that's pretty high. And um, so I'll probably, what I'll maybe do is I'll get one of those and I don't want to carry two around. I'll, I'll probably, for the 22, definitely I'll run the smaller bipod. Um, yeah, and, and maybe because those smaller ones are a little bit quicker to, to set up and deploy than the big one. Um, yes, and I'll, I'll keep the big one for like, um, oh, Cinefire mainly. Yes. Yeah, so Actually, I've got, I sorry. No, you carry on. I actually did find at the back of the cupboard the other day my giant Harris. I've got this really long Harris that I remember I've had ages yeah, you ago. tried to give it to me once. And I was trying to lend it to you and I couldn't find it anyway. But it, it, it deploys to almost... Uh, Kneeling height, I suppose, just you, about. Yeah, you, you could get yourself a MDT triple pull Skypod for two thousand dollars. <laughs> I was thinking I'd just adapt this and then not spend two thousand dollars on a triple pull, but <laughs> or just use your tripod. <laughs> maybe when I'm doing NRL Hunter one day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so the uh, that's one thing. I'll probably I'm probably going to look at another bipod option. Um, yeah, for that. Although I do have uh, the Harris on. I got a um, Jeff got me a Area Four One Nine Arca um, conversion kit for the Harris. Yeah, um, that's what I need. Yeah, um, talk to Jeff. Right, talk talk to, talk to Jeff. Uh, coincidentally, a sponsor of the podcast, uh, the Gunray. Yes. Um, enter code Magda Mark for zero percent off your next purchase. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's I'll probably play around with a different bipod, but but not a lot really. Um, like I said, might play around with the chassis. Um, maybe a slight different. Scope option, but nothing major. Um, I want to um, re- really, really the main goal of next year is ironing out uh, extraction issues. That's yeah, the, that's the goal. Um, uh, yeah, and but but then probably the the bigger goal is to is to keep developing the Spark series and um, 
trying yep. to bring in um, newer shooters. Um, that's what we've been working a lot this year on. So, so yeah. Yep. Now my um, ten twenty two, like it's my main beef for that's been the the stock is not really obviously no modularity to it. So eventually, I'd like to have something that's got an Arca interface and M lock type of stuff. But once again, finding one that fits uh, the competition ten twenty two, which is a different, uh, is a slight problem. So that's right. It's a project for down the track. Um, all right. So that was the, I guess that's the finale itself, the match. Um, it's time has passed. So I mean, obviously the results have been out there for a while, and everyone knows how yeah. they went and so who won. And really, what we what we probably should just round that out with is yeah, as as Nick. Yes. Um. So Nick. Uh. Nick Shaw. Uh. uh the. A very, very consistent season for Nick. He didn't win anything. Didn't win a thing. Didn't win a Did thing. Did not win a bloody thing but all he, year. But he won the series. That is. That sounds like a $2,000 solution there, Graham. <laughs> so, yeah, so he had... Um, <laughs> How do you buy a win? Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. We actually have a price for buying wins off us. <laughs> so if anyone's interested, you just approach us in the match. We will tell everyone you bought it, though. Uh, no, so he yeah. got a third... And he got a third at speed versus precision. He yep. got a second at PT and practical, and he got a second at cold spark. Yeah. So he was sitting. I think he was sitting in fifth. He was going into the final, but again, um, so it was pretty close to everyone. And then he came out of the final in second, and um, and that put him into. Uh, into first, so that's yep. Season score plus top two, yep. Put him on three three five. Yeah, so awesome. You know, it's um, it's a pretty big achievement for Nick. It's his. I actually think he had a win in the Tirada teams, Centrified teams previously was his first win. Yeah, um, and then and then he won the twenty two season. So a lot of people gunning for it. So congratulations to Nick. Um, pretty big achievement. Like it's a you know. Shit! What do we have? Six rounds total, including the final this year. Um, and so to come out as the, sort of the best uh, shooter in the Rothman class, it's a big achievement. And then Hunter class. Um, let me just bring up my Hunter class scores. Ryan T. Ryan. So Ryan again, um, super consistent um, across. So he had a second, a third, a first, and then won the final. So you know, a lot of podiums. And so, again, for those, if you're unsure, you take your two best scores from the um, season, or we take them, and then you um, add in your your final score to that. So you you need to complete two rounds to um, sort of get in the season um, running, and then the final. So, um, yeah, a a second, a third, and a first. So essentially a second and a first was just combined, and um, great work. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, and he... He was the only uh, hunter class who did all the events as well, so well done for that. Did he do all the events? Yep, six attended. Holy um, shit. Which shows, you know, you get, you can, it weeds out some of your worst, you know, he had th- three scores that were, were okay and three that were excellent, so um, it helps you along if you attend, so. 
No. Actually, I'm looking here. The uh, Ruben's score from Barren Earth is missing. Mm, so he did nearly everyone. Anyway, um, does not matter. Doesn't change anything in his scores. There's two best of the year. So. <laughs> uh, one of those. One of those ones, yeah. Uh, and he. Shit, look at him. <laughs> his, his score on the final was. Um, there's a lot of gold in his. In his. Um, Shit, he got what? He cleared all but three stages, so he cleared nine stages. Yep, yeah, that's pretty good going. And then the last stage is a point down. <laughs> he, yeah, and then he had a, a good score and then one average score for the day. So great, one bad stage, and that was it. One average stage. Not yeah, bad. I, I call it an average there, and it's still over fifty percent of what other people got on that stage. Um, well, so, so you can say the right man won hunter class then. No, Ryan did a great job. He um he's got a good mix of skills and um he yep. so he he shot the teams match the day before and so one thing about hunter class is no dialing right it's all holdover. You can have a reticle, but it's all holdover. That's how we um even out the scope advantage, you know. Yeah. And um he goes to me after the Saturday on the teams match. He goes. He goes, man, dialing's good, in it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> dialing is good. And he's like, I can't wait to be dialing next year. So I think he intends to go into uh, uh, Rifleman next year where he's going to um, uh, add a few fancy bits to his gun and, and, and this and that. So He's yeah. won promotion. Oh, well, he doesn't have to go. Um, I know. But, I Mark, but Mark expects it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, congratulations. Um, and so – God, I didn't realise he did so well on the on the um, on the final there. That's awesome. Yeah, a um, couple of other shout outs. I thought um, in the rifleman class, uh, Michael Grant attended every single event. So, um, big shout to him, and probably just a bit of a shout out to Tom, who um, did well during the season, really well, but was not there for the final. Um, but no, he had a good season as well. So I look forward to seeing how he goes next year. So more importantly, what everyone is is waiting around. If someone's still listening, they're on the edge of their seats. The 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 Cal versus Mark battle. Mark trying to retain his um spot on Team Cal Marks. How did it go? So you guys were not squatted together, I don't believe. No. So through the day, you you're sort of um. You know, you don't know where who's winning, and like I'm looking at Scal. Yeah. Cal's got some really good scores, and he's got some average ones. <laughs> like he's got a heap of good ones, but then, um, yeah, got- he, had a, he had a better early part of the day, and then, yeah. and then a probably a bit, a bit less in the later part of the day. <laughs> so okay, so-, so who come away with the coveted uh, second and semi-automatic? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Carl. No, that no. Well, that was. You were second because oh, Jordan oh, Jordan was, was top semi. Coveted, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Coming yeah. second myself, yep. Yep. So you beat Cal. Uh, yeah. How? By 10 points. How did you beat Cal? How did I beat Cal? Because yeah. eventually it had to happen. He obviously had a bad day, had a headache, probably couldn't see properly, you know, things like that. Did you? Standard stuff. <laughs> you sabotaged him, didn't you? Pretty much. Oh, he, spiked, his, spiked his drink with heck, some mushrooms. Heck, <laughs> some black. Well, they black cat mushrooms yeah. from our friends in Victoria. It's hallucinating all day. So you provided his um, ammo, obviously. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, use this Norm attack. Don't use your stuff. Use mine. Don't, don't worry That's about great. it. Great. <laughs> I've spat on it all. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, so he, he, he finished the season in the seventh, and I finished eighth. So so yeah. you so you pushed up from fourteenth to eighth in the season. Yeah. With your um with your series final. So great work there. Uh, I ended up fifth on the day for the um for the season that put me in four. Uh, sorry for the season final. And so that put me into fourth for the season. Fourth for the final, just off the podium. For the series final, yep. By awesome so how did that match with your expectations, Graham? Uh, oh, by the end of the day, I figured, well, I didn't realise everyone else had had so many problems too, but I figured I was out of contention for the win and I was hoping to scrape in a season podium. Yeah, but you were close. You were close. Oh, what was I? Uh, oh, I was, yeah. I mean, it's like the points were pretty damn close at the top. So. Oh yeah, I know, but it's yeah, it doesn't matter. So, so my it does, um, it does matter. The the Nick was a deserving winner, right? Yeah, he put on work right through the season. Great competitor, very likable yep. guy. Everyone likes him. Um, very helpful to other competitors. Um, not a dickhead, like you know, great ambassador for the sport. Um, Unlike myself, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people should listen he to the fl- unedited, un- unedited he- podcast. He flew under the radar. I wouldn't say under the radar, but he was um, deliberately didn't win just so he could sneak into the final. Just, and just, just a classic ginger, you know. Ambush everyone the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he did a great job. Great job. Um, uh, I view obviously I would have liked to have done better, but the the season being a success is far more important than my finishing. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, we had what? Um, shit, how many rounds did we have? We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including the final. You know, seven yeah. round series across across North Island. Um, bunch of competitors, bunch of new competitors. Um, like uh, um, David, who won the, um, he ended up second and second and Hunter <clears throat> for the season. Um, had a few podiums. Um, he he started at, at P10. He came in late. His yeah. first ever match. He used the loaner gun. Mm. Mm. He then went and bought himself a Tika T1X, not a CZ like the loaner gun, but anyway, we <laughs> get into that. Uh, damn it. Um, and then now he's hooked, right? And he was lucky enough to walk away with Carlos K525 off the prize table, um, which is awesome because he's just putting together a centerfire build. And like he, he messaged saying, man, I never thought I'd own a scope like this. Because you know hmm. t- tier one tier one scope, yeah. Um, and he's just put together a six mil creed, and he's he's getting into the centerfire stuff um, in the new year. So uh, perfect. And so like um, new shooters like him, some of the air gu- and some of the air gun guys have been coming along to every other round. Um, uh, people, a couple of people bringing their sons and stuff. So um, so season that's it's been a big success, and we need to actually thank because we're getting around an hour here. Um, yeah, our, our sponsors. So. Uh, once again, uh, we've had the loaner program, so um, we've had a CZ457 provided by Killwell Sports. Uh, they also provided me Optoscope for that. Um, so fantastic rifle, um, super reliable, easy to use. Um, Hornaday via sort of Steve's Wholesale in New Zealand provided all the ammunition for that. Um, Hardy Rifle provided a suppressor, and the gun racks provided a bag, as in a shooting bag. So We've had a, a loaner gun for, for new competitors to use free of charge. They they pay the entry fee for the event, but then we provide 
all the ammo. We give them a coach. <clears throat> you know, that's all done through real generous sponsors. And uh, we're looking at doing a similar thing next year, um, uh, but that's to be to be confirmed. And then, and uh, then also for the, the the season final itself, we had a ma- absolutely massive list of sponsors come on board. And then obviously we have to thank the um, volunteers who um, give up their time to uh, either make targets, hats, put targets out, cut down trees. Wreck targets. Wreck targets. No, no, I don't think I wrecked any of my targets. Oh. <laughs> Normally that's just you. Um, well, that's not, yeah. That's what yeah. But no, and, and then, um, so all, all the volunteers, again, um, uh, we, we draw on a, a large pool of people who give up their time to um, – to make all this happen, and then to the match directors, um, you know, the, without the match directors designing courses of fire, uh, same thing, um, doing all the admin, um, scoring, uh, food, um, just taking entries, uh, it, it wouldn't happen. So thanks to all the match directors. So again, uh, the gun rack, we've got uh, Wes, and then thanks to Simon for doing, uh, giving up his chance to compete in the final to be the match director for that. So again, without a big Group of people, none of this happens. So, uh, thanks to everyone yeah. who helped make this season a success. And all going well, we will do it all again next year. Maybe a little, yeah. bit, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe a few more rounds around the place. So, um, yeah, I think Very that good. about wraps that up. So, any last words yep. from you, Mark? Uh yeah, just uh, I think when you we listen to this, it's probably twenty twenty four. So, happy new year too, and uh, we'll see you during the year for a start and. Um, probably the end of January for some mm. which we'll catch up again and um, we'll aim to crank another podcast in early January probably our end of year awards which never happens uh, or some other made up category of things greatest of all time something <laughs> best best over 50 year old semi-automatic rimfire shooter that, there you go a list of people in that category and discussion of their abilities. All right, everyone. We'll catch you later. See ya.